Hello there, my name is Lewis James and I'm a composer, video game music enthusiast and all-round nerd. Now, video game music has always inspired me and fascinated me throughout my life. For anyone that's counting, that's almost 30 years. The ability to immerse myself in different worlds, stories and environments and have the music act as a gateway to these mystical places never ceases to amaze me. So many boundaries have been broken in such a short space of time because of this medium. I invite you to join me as I analyse some of the greatest video game soundtracks of all time. Welcome to My Melodies of Life. Before I get this episode started, I just want to get in some admin that I forgot to say in the last episode. Firstly, I just want to point out that this is a solo project. I'm pretty much doing all the work. Script writing, recording, editing, everything. As such, I'm aiming towards one episode every month. That way, I have less pressure on myself, I can still focus on my day job, and the episode length won't be long enough to bore even the most dedicated music van. Okay, that's off my chest. Back to the episode. December 18th, 1987. This is the date when history was made in the video game industry. Final Fantasy, from Squaresoft, who are now Square Enix thanks to an early 2000s merger, was released for the Nintendo Famicom in Japan. It didn't make its way across the Atlantic to North America and the Nintendo Entertainment System until 1990. But that didn't stop the game from being enjoyed and admired by millions for generations to come. If you do your maths correctly, in 2022, the year this podcast episode was recorded, it has been 35 years since the initial Japanese Famicom release. The franchise is still going strong today, with the release of Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin coming in mere months from the time of recording, and Final Fantasy XVI keeping diehard fans like myself in deep anticipation. If you listened to my previous episode, where I go into detail on why I decided to do this podcast, you'll know that I want to celebrate this extra special occasion by exploring the musical highlights of the franchise's soundtracks and figure out why the music is still remembered so strongly by fans today. This is especially noteworthy with the numerous world tours of concerts like Distant Worlds, which I highly recommend attending if you get the chance. But before we get into Nobuo Uematsu's music, I want to read out a synopsis of the story first. That way we can connect music to scenario a lot more easily, and those who haven't played the game before will be on equal footing with experienced players. This is taken from the game's Wikipedia page. I also want to warn everyone that there will be mild spoilers on the story front throughout. I know this is an old game, but I want all grounds covered here so I don't end up regretting it later on. All set? Brilliant. With that out of the way, Let's begin. Final Fantasy takes place in a fantasy world with three large continents. The elemental powers of this world are determined by the state of four crystals, each governing one of the four classical elements, earth, fire, water, and wind. The world of Final Fantasy is inhabited by numerous races, including humans, elves, dwarves, mermaids, 
dragons, and robots. 400 years prior to the start of the game, the Lefanesh people, who used the power of wind to craft airships and a giant space station called the Floating Castle in the game, watched their country decline as the wind crystal went dark. 200 years later, violent storms sank a massive shrine that served as the center of an ocean-based civilization, and the water crystal went dark. The earth crystal and the fire crystal followed, plaguing the earth with raging wildfires and devastating the agricultural town of Melmond as the plains and vegetation decayed. Sometime later, the sage Lucan tells of a prophecy that four warriors of light will come to save the world in a time of darkness. The music that I have played in the background of that synopsis was the prelude. You hear this as the main menu theme before the player starts the game proper. Despite this piece being a relatively simple affair compared to the rest of this game's repertoire, you cannot help but get a little bit intrigued about what's on the other side of that new game selection and the challenges that lie ahead. Also, I do have a fun fact about how Prelude was constructed. I heard this while attending a pre-concert Q&A that Uematsu held before a Symphonic Odyssey's tribute concert at the Barbican in London back in June of 2017. In the Q&A, Uematsu recalled when the music and the game itself almost finished development and he was living a walking distance away from Square's offices at the time. Hironobu Sakaguchi, the father of the franchise and close friend of Uematsu's, rushed over to Uematsu's house unannounced and shouted, we're finished with the project. The game is done. We just need one track from you, sorry. Wait, the game wasn't far from being copied to cartridges and distributed across the country. Uematsu had to act fast. Six chords, an arpeggiating melody, and put it all in the loop. That's all he needed to do, and it took him five minutes. Yes, you heard that right. The melody that you hear at the beginning of almost every game in the franchise took five minutes to compose. And people wonder why I think this man is a genius. All right, that's enough gushing out of me. On to the next piece. Before Final Fantasy evolved to become a franchise and spawned sequels and spin-offs, this piece was only known as the opening theme which is played during a text crawl that will play after the first section of the game is finished, guiding the player on what to do next. Yes, this is from the 8-bit generation, and the instrumentation is extremely limited for the time, but you still feel the sense of grandeur and purpose that is expressed from the melody. Countless people are dependent on you completing your quest, and the responsibility of that weight is accentuated with the frequent shifts of major to minor, happy-sounding to sad-sounding, as the melody progresses. But at the same time, it also sounds like a finale. Let me break this down for you. The quest is finished. The dawn is starting to rise after times were at their darkest. And the world around you is starting to realise the sense of respite after a monumental clash that changed the course of that world's events. You see what I mean, right? So it is understandable that later games would choose to implement the theme at the end of the story rather than the start. Hence the evolution 
from opening theme to main theme. What is the main theme of this game, you may ask? Here it is. No opening cutscene, no exposition, bang. You're playing the game, spawning in the world map, right next to Castle Cornelia. You initially want to go straight to the bordering town, finding out what's going on. But the music is really tempting you to do anything but. There's a huge world out there, go explore, see what you can find. But before you can even put one foot in front of the other, this happens. Every turn-based role-playing game player will have heard something like this before hundreds of times per playthrough. Random battle encounters are the epitome of annoyance and progress in this series, and the music here definitely personifies the importance and desperation of the moment. An enemy, or group of enemies, has just charged towards you, and they're not friendly. It's you, or them. What would you do next? Physical attacks? Focus on magic? Run away? It's all up to you when you take your turn and face the consequences of your actions in subsequent turns. Additionally, listen to the baseline carefully. There are four warriors in a party. We know that much. Many of the battle themes from throughout the series use this riff one way or another. Why is that? Could it be the representation of fast-paced heartbeats of the protagonists, filling their bodies with adrenaline for the fight ahead? Or is it just a nice little bass riff that's easy to add stuff to? Maybe I'm looking too much into it, but that's half the fun of this show. All in all, not a bad piece of music for its time. I'm looking forward to hearing all the boss themes. Here's one. Wait! Is this the only battle theme in the NES version of this game? It is, isn't it? Good thing we have the remakes then! As part of the PlayStation 1's Origins Collection, which came out in 1998 in Japan and 2003 for North America and Europe, Final Fantasy was remade with updated graphics, sprites, and music. This was also released for the Game Boy Advance under the Dawn of Souls banner in 2004 and the PSP in 2008. Thank goodness for that, because we get to hear this beauty of a track titled Mini Boss Battle. To me, this definitely sounds like an evolution of the standard battle theme. Keeping the recognisable foundations and motifs of battle, whilst moving things around a bit and just developing everything else to a point that it becomes its own beast. Listen to these comparisons that I made, which highlights all the different points that somewhat connect the two pieces together. I'll be using the updated version of Battle this time.
can hear the similarities, but you can also clearly hear the differences. This begs the question of, what happens when you develop a piece of music from a piece of music that was developed for another piece? Well, you get this, and I mean this in the most sincere way. Pure abomination. I use the word abomination here because it fits the narrative of the final clash against Chaos, God of Discord. And what is at stake in this fight between man and God? You do not need to know the story fully to realise that it's a lot to take in for the Warriors of Light. And that everything, and I mean everything, rests on what happens here. This is the part of the show where I summarise my thoughts on the soundtrack as a whole after looking back at my own personal highlights. I know I didn't have the chance to look at every single track, because I'll be here all night if I did. But trust me when I say you should give yourself some time to listen to what's on offer here. Or better yet, grab the game in whatever way you can. There are plenty of versions out there to sink your teeth into. Not only will you get to listen to some good music, you get to experience the game behind one of the longest standing and most fruitful franchises in not just video game history, but history full stop. That's the end of Final Fantasy 1, and also the end of this episode. Thank you so much to everyone who has stuck with me to the end. Next time, I will cover the music of Final Fantasy 2. Not that big of a time difference between the release of this game and the next game in Japan, but there is definitely a lot more variety on the musical front. How much variety? You're going to have to listen to the next episode when that comes out. In the meantime, check out lewisjamesmusic.com to listen to some of my own music, read transcripts of the podcast, and send me emails. You can also find out more about me at LJ Composer on Twitter and at Lewis James Composer on Facebook. For now, thank you again for listening, and I will sign off by saying this has been a Lewis James production of My Melodies of Life. <laughs>